to the Bloody Podcast. My name is Lori Ronkamp. Cash and Maria are on holiday. Uh, I don't know why I chose to say it that way. Um, they are on vacation in Cancun. They they left us. They left us. Um, so I am joined by a new guest, new to the podcast, the very funny and very cool Adam Salandra. Hi. Thank you. For that marvelous introduction that, of course, I did not pressure you to say. <laughs> and it's an honor to be here. I mean, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So we, just so the people, most people who've listened to this podcast have listened to other podcasts that I've done with Joe Batance from Afterthought Media. Um, so they're not going to be shocked. But the the we're, we're slowly but surely getting people who haven't listened so for those of you who don't know, I do some podcasts with uh, Joe Batance and Afterthought Media, mostly drag related. Um, some uh, just randomly shoot the shit related. Uh, and Adam Salandra is part of the Afterthought Media family. So he yeah. does. Yeah, we did all of um, the uh, uh, all stars of Drag yeah. Race. I forgot what it was, too. And we just, yes. <laughs> <it> just ended. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we also, you you and Joe also do a Golden Girls podcast. through. Oh, yes. Patreon. Yeah, but this is very exciting. It's, it feels like playing while teachers like out sick because no Joe, just <laughs> yeah. us today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have a feeling Joe's going to be like, uh, it was bad, wasn't it? And so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, I just, I want to know why she text you. Like, what does she want? And I just said it was about your his surprise party. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Now we owe him one. Yeah. Well, he he oh, f- famously uh, on anywhere he can uh, talks about how when he recorded uh, Sonia the Golden Hand episode on our podcast that he we couldn't turn the air conditioning on. It was like in July or August, <laughs> and it, it, we couldn't turn the air on because we had we had to for the sound. So um, he was like he, t- completely hot and miserable. The entire time. So that's what he that always sounds like something he would bring back up over yeah. and over. So just FYI, if you could just let him know how like cool and breezy. <laughs> oh my, I'm cold actually. I need a blanket. <laughs> yeah. I will refuse to allow you to put a blanket on. You're okay, like, I was fine. freezing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is your first time doing the podcast. So just yeah. uh for new listeners and for you as well. Um, basically I'm just going to be giving you a rundown of a, a crime story that is female centered. Great. Uh, and you are just going to comment, uh, you know, we try it's, uh, these stories get dark, but we try and keep it light. We try and, you know, so any kind of tangent or anything you want to go down, if anything sparks your information, I might throw stuff out there. So, you know, okay, but great. always feel like you can cut me off. You never, never feel like you have to, um, you know, wait for me to say something. <laughs> Perfect. I will be ready to rudely interrupt you at any moment. Yeah. yeah. Just put a finger up. Just be like, skip one second. <laughs> um, all right. So today we are going to be discussing the uh, execution of Wanda Jean Allen. Oh, no. Yeah. Wanda Jean Allen was sentenced to death in 1988 for the murder of Gloria Jean Leathers. Allen was the first black woman to be executed in the United States since 1954. And she was the sixth woman to be executed since executions resumed in 1977. 
Her final appeals and the last three months of her life were chronicled by filmmaker Liz Garbus in the documentary The Execution of Wanda Jean in 2002, which I watched uh, excerpts of while I was doing research. And it's really, um, I would suggest watching it, but I would suggest watching it and then like like in, in between like cutting to episodes of Futurama. Like, like just, oh, because it's dark. It's just sad. It's just, you know, it's just basically her trying to get a stay of execution and now, yeah did i hear correctly that this is someone named wanda jean allegedly murdered someone else named something jean yes so, like they both have jean middle names yes they're both genes is and that a clue or are we just it's just it is what it is no this is <laughs> this is not dora the explorer this oh okay, not, okay. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my bad my bad i forgot where we were <laughs> this is not like a series of clues and you answer a riddle. Okay, uh, okay. I will say that one of the funny things that I thought was, uh, I was trying to figure out a way to work in and I was like, I'm not going to do it yet, but screw it. I'm just going to say it is that the woman who dies and never try to make fun of a victim, but her <laughs> name is Gloria Jean Leathers. So that's a lot. Yeah. You know, Gloria Jean's was a lovely coffee place in my mall growing up. Really? And so I wonder if she's related to that. I'm going to say no, All right. but you never there's know. There's two Gloria Jeans in this world. <laughs> now, wait. I we have know a question. for sure. That wait, that's two. one thing we know for sure. Is, yeah. is Wanda Jean, as the story unfolds, is the story about her and she's a victim, like wasn't actually the murderer? No, she definitely was the murderer. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, you'll see, but this is more, more becomes an issue of is she mentally equipped to... Oh, uh, it's about her, ver yeah. her the verdict of her yes. execution of that. Got it. Yeah. So she's definitely, she definitely murdered. <laughs> got it, got it. We know okay. for sure. Gloria Jean is out. Wanda Jean has my full focus. Yes. Great. So Wanda Jean Allen was born in 1959, the second of eight children. Her mother was an alcoholic. Her father left home after the last child was born and the family lived in public housing and scrapped by on public assistance. I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like in any, anybody, any parent born like before the eighties or any parent of someone born before the eighties. I mean, I think it's a given that they were just an alcoholic. Like I feel like, I think that's fair to say. I think without yeah. really looking into it any further, we can assume that that's true. There, my my dad's side of the family, there's uh, there are people who are fun alcoholics, and there are people who are angry alcoholics. Well, sure. And but there aren't people who are not alcoholics. My dad is. <laughs> that's like, not an option. <laughs> no, my dad is like. My dad doesn't drink unless he's with my family, and then he like goes full blown crazy. So it's like it's like almost kind of seeing what his life would be like if he didn't live, if he lived with his family, you know? Interesting, yes. And he's definitely a fun alcoholic, which is good. A relief. But, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, my grandma was an angry alcoholic, so, you Those know, Those are that the was, worst. Like, yeah. my dad can get angry, but once he's drinking, he's, like, jolly, jolly. So it's like, yeah. hate to do this to you, but we're going to have to have you knock a few more back. I know. <laughs> I know. My girlfriend says that my, well, my girlfriend's like, it's not that I'm like, I'm, when I'm around people, I'm usually pretty easy go. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like it, but like <laughs> when I'm out, I'm like usually pretty like, um, you know, 
like not mean, but I'm pretty like sequestered, but I'm pleasant. I'm not mean or anything, but I'm just like, I just want to be kind of by myself. But when I'm drinking, I'm like, I'm like, I want to be around people and I want the party to go all night long. So my yeah. So when my girlfriend, uh, anytime she wants me to like party, she's always like, you got to drink some more. Like we need you to be drunk because you know, I have a sort of a bad habit of just like really forcing alcohol on people. I'm not a huge drinker, but when I am going to, that means I'm going to have some fun and I need everyone on board. So I do really um, force alcohol on people. Well, I also hate the taste of alcohol. Like it's horrible. It's the worst taste in the world. I don't understand people who are like, Oh, nothing I love more than a cold beer. I'm like, no, like that. There's so many things. that yeah. I would like more. So yeah. many. And I especially could, a beer yeah. when you have to have like four to really start feeling something. Yeah. You could like, I would take solid things and liquefy them and drink them before I would drink uh, alcohol. <laughs> I am right now. <laughs> my Thanksgiving, my Thanksgiving leftovers are now in a slush form and it's delicious. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I would do that before I would drink. But so when I drink, I'm like, get it into my mouth hole and down my throat. And just, I want to, I want to get alcohol. I want the closest way to get alcohol to my brain. I have a friend who hates drinking. So she, when we're, when like, she feels like she has to only take shots, which is just funny because it actually tastes much worse, but it's like, yeah. then we're just getting it out of the way. We're doing it. And then it's real quick and over, which is wild because that's harder for me to do. I'm kind of like her when I, when I drink, I'm like, I want it. Like my, my big thing when I was younger to get really drunk was car bombs. I would just, which is like a, oh yeah, I forgot drink about those. a shot. Yeah. I would just, I would do like three or four and then I'd be good. I'd be wasted. See, the more I hate it, the more my gag, like eventually I can't keep drinking because I'm like, uh, uh. so I've had to learn what I like. And around here in LA, I'm surely I'm sure everywhere, but certainly LA, they have all these like craft cocktails everywhere. Oh, and yeah. those do taste very good. So if you can get one of those and they're strong, then I'm, then I'm liking it. I will say I do like margaritas, but I'm trying, I'm still like, I'm still trying to figure out if it's the salt or if it's the margarine. You know, like I'm very like? much a salt person. Yeah. See, I love salt. I'm like, oh, sorry, wrong podcast talking about JLS, but <laughs> I I love salt, but I for some reason hate it on a margarita. It, get, it grosses me out. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. So Anyways, tangent. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back to the fun. At age 12, Alan was hit by a truck and knocked unconscious. And at 14 or 15, she was stabbed in the left temple. Jeez. Yeah. It was found that Alan's actual abilities were markedly impaired and that her IQ was 69, which she would have laughed at. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. (laughs) Why aren't we all? (laughs) She had a sense of humor. Yeah, the psychiatrist is like, your IQ is um, 69. (laughs) She's like, best news ever. Get it, get it, get it. And they all just chuckle and they're like, but seriously, you have low mental IQ. <laughs> but seriously, this is actually a, an issue. Yeah, your you're actually, you're, you're mentally disabled <laughs> because of this. But, but well, at least a, it's a funny, it's funny it's story 69. from the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> found particularly significant was that her less, left hemisphere was dysfunctional, impairing her comprehension her ability to logically express herself and her ability to analyze cause and effect relationships. Was this from the stabbing to the temple? 
it probably was a combination, yeah, of stabbing and then um, just the, down. being hit by a truck. Right, forgot about that. That also, is also. I have a feeling if her mom was an alcoholic, she probably didn't stop drinking when she was pregnant. So she could have some kind of fetal alcohol syndrome. Okay, so I, I see where this is headed. I'm already starting to feel for Wanda, our yes. killer. And I, I get it. Okay. Well, it's one of those things where I feel like there's something to be said. Look, we ideally, and this is something that I've just, as we've done this podcast, I've kind of learned is that in a perfect world, you go like, you shouldn't commit crimes, right? Like that's, I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't murder somebody. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when you take, when you sort of like do this concoction of like, um, you know, a, a, a bad upbringing and also like mentally and, and just like genetically not, um, you know, with maybe, well, I don't know, maybe genetics didn't have, she could have just, it could just happen with the car or something. But if you're sort of like caused to have like brain uh, impairment and you just, your, your processes just don't work and you're never taught like kids are, I think legitimately kids need to be taught that like, this is wrong. You sure. do not do this. And if you're never taught that when you get older, you may like understand that like, it's not good, but you might not necessarily understand the gravity of it. Sure. It, it might be on the same level as like, oh, I'm not supposed to lie or I'm yeah. not supposed to steal yeah. a candy bar, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. It might just be. Yeah, exactly. So I think that to me is, is sort of what this story is. But I mean, you know, you might see a different, um, you know, two people do die. So. And oh, no. Spoiler alert. It's tough to say. I say this with the with the clarity of never having somebody that I am close to, well, that, yeah, that I am close to be murdered by somebody. Who knows how I would think about it if true, that was the case. True, true, true. And we, we, maybe we never know. Yeah. I mean, Joe will probably eventually kill me, but, you know. Sure, but that's different. You'll be the victim. You you still won't yeah. have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll I tell won't. you how it feels, or I'll write to you in heaven. Yeah, please, find a psychic. Yeah, just whatever reach, it is. Reach out to me. Okay. Uh, it was also conducted that Alan was more chronically vulnerable, vulnerable than others to becoming disorganized by everyday stresses and thus more vulnerable to a loss of control under distress, under stress. By age 17, she had dropped out of high school. Um, so that's another thing with the documentary. You see like her, like when they're, when she's like, she has to like write a statement out and like just her sitting down and writing out the statement, you could tell. I mean, it's like a statement for her to stay alive. So yeah, there is a, a lot of stakes to it, but it's just like her composing it. She gets stressed out. Like she's just super stressed out about it. And then she just is like, you could just see her shutting down almost. So in 1989, uh, Alan was sharing an apartment with a, with a friend, Deidre Pettis. So there's no... Um, from what I read, there's no, uh, basically, um, telling whether or not they were in a relationship. They did share an apartment together and she was saying, she did say that they were very friendly and they were, they were close, but, uh, Deidre did have a boyfriend. So there, it, it's not, it's not really clear whether or not Deidre was her girlfriend, but Wait, Wanda Jean why? is dead. Oh, she is. Yeah. Or okay, she was. Cause I was going to say, why, why are we? 
just assuming that the age old, oh, they're roommates, which is when yeah. they're gay. That's what you say. But got it. She was. So makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So she, so um, it is, it, it is a little up in the air as to whether or not they are, they were, but uh, so she was living with this woman named Deidre Pettis on June 29th, 1981. They got into an argument and Alan shot and killed Deidre. And that escalated fast. I, I know. See that coming. In her 1981 confession, Alan stated that she accidentally shot Pettis from roughly 30 feet away while returning fire from Pettis's boyfriend. So that is sort of her story. Her story is that they, well, her story is actually interesting because her story claims that they were at a motel and that she, uh, her uh, boyfriend, started punching her and she like got her gun and sort of ran away and then went to shoot pet uh the boyfriend and accidentally shot pettis but then as we'll see like they weren't at a motel oh and like so it's like hey, so this, there's some holes yeah there's all this crazy so and forensic evidence was inconsistent because police believed that bruises and powder burns on Pettis's body indicated that Alan had pistol whipped her and then shot her at point blank range. So, and also like they weren't, I forgot to put this in my notes, but what I read was they, they found they weren't at a motel and they don't even think Pettis's boyfriend was there at the time. I was just going to ask what, what, what did he have to say about this? Yeah. So there's some accounts that say that he was there, but there's some accounts that say that they said that they, he wasn't there. So I, I kind of believe that he wasn't there because to be honest with you, I just don't see, and this is just my opinion, but I just don't see him being there and allowing uh, Wanda to pistol whip his girlfriend and then shoot her point blank without having to attempted to do something. So that's just my opinion. <laughs> I mean, that'd be the nice boyfriend thing to do is stop yeah. your girl from being pistol whipped, but we don't know him. Yeah. What do you, do you think your, your husband would stop somebody from pistol whipping you? I think he would try, but if he was like, honestly, he was annoying me today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know the mood. I, the context is everything. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Uh, so my girlfriend and I are, we, we just moved into this apartment. And we're organizing it. My girlfriend like is like, we've been living here two weeks. And in my girlfriend's eyes, it's two weeks too long to be living out of boxes. And <laughs> we, she wants us this, everything packed up. So I have a feeling that if somebody came into the room and pistol whipped me, she would stop him only because she was like, I need her to finish. She was like, I'm not doing these boxes by myself. <laughs> yeah, I need her. You, you pistol whip her when this is over. You you either help move the boxes and then pistol whip her, or you get out of that apartment. <laughs> hey, whatever saves you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so prosecutors, no matter, even with uh, the forensic evidence not going with uh, Wanda Jean's story, prosecutors cut a deal with Allen and she received a four-year sentence in exchange for a guilty plea to a manslaughter charge. She served just two years of the sentence. So she kills a woman. She claims in self-defense, but she kills a woman and um, she gets two, uh, four years and she only served two years. I should point out that Deidre was also a black woman and this was another black. So it was a black woman, a black lesbian shooting a black woman that she lived with okay. who were, you're not sure if they are, you know, in a relationship or not. 
it's interesting to me that it's like you're either guilty of killing someone or not i feel so it's like either you're it was self-defense you don't go to jail or you'd killed someone so you go to jail for a long time but like oh we'll just give four years make her only do two it's like i see why things are not going to go well for gloria jean like yes (laughs) yeah so Seven years after the death of Deidre Pettis, Alan was living with her girlfriend, Gloria Jean Leathers. Oh, boy. So this is her actual, this is like, they are... Confirmed. Confirmed girlfriend. So Gloria Jean Leathers is actually in jail because in 1979, she was arrested in Tulsa for stabbing Sheila Marie Barker, whom she killed outside the Tulsa disco. A judge later determined the slaying was self-defense. So they both um, they both went to the same prison, and they both had murdered somebody for for self defense. That's a really a lovely start of a relationship thing to have in common. I feel. I like. know. Wouldn't it? Isn't it fun? Like to be like you also murdered. I murdered somebody. Yeah, it's like wait, you like Cheerios? I like I, Cheerios. I like Cheerios. I also murdered someone in alleged self defense. I oh my god! <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Small world, small yeah, world. Yeah, really is. <laughs> Let's date. Yeah. I mean, it's really, that should be like a kind of Tinder of just people who've murdered somebody. (laughs) I think that's great. Yeah. So while some reports say that Alan and Leathers had a relationship in prison and that's how they met, Alan claims that this is not the case. Now, one thing with Alan is she is a, um, an unreliable narrator, (laughs) I would say. She is somebody who like, I am putting this in there just because this is what she says, but it's like, you'll see when, when, um, when it happens, but her story has a lot of holes in it. Mm. So Alan was released from prison before leathers. So Alan, Wanda Jean gets out before Gloria Jean. Um, and when Gloria Jean gets out, she calls Wanda Jean because (laughs) she didn't have a place to stay. And, Wanda Jean said she had her family were she and her family were having problems. I allowed her to come and live with me because I know how hard it is when you get out by me being locked up. I understood the situation. You have to have help people when they get out. Someone had helped me when I got out. So in turn, I wanted to help someone as well. But my thing is, how did she know to call you? (laughs) If you guys didn't like meet and date in prison, how did she know to call you? when she got out of prison well yeah so whether they dated or not certainly they at least knew each other in prison yeah and well enough to be like you're who i'm gonna call yeah well maybe 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 it was like a a smooch under the bleachers (laughs) do they have bleachers in prison uh (laughs) i don't know that i don't know her prison they're all middle name is gene so what do i know Oh, wouldn't that be funny if it was all just Barbara Jean, <laughs> Stacy Jean, Anna Jean. I find most people with those names too end up in jail. So that would track. That does, yeah. That does, they either end up in jail or they get murdered. There's either or. or There's both no for, in between. For Gloria. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Damn. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so the pair lived together on and off for three years. She'd uh wanda jean describes gloria jean as funny and witty it was the wrong type of lifestyle she said of the lesbian relationship it didn't make either of us less human than if we were in a heterosexual relationship a bisexual relationship we are still human we have emotions we laugh we cry it was part of our life 
So I should preface this by saying that when she's she's making these statements while she's on death row. And when she went on death row, she started hanging out with this reverend or she started getting close to this reverend and she sort of renounced her lesbianism mm. and became a born again Christian. So, um, so yeah, so, but you could tell, like, I, I put this, kept this quote in because you could tell that she wants, she's like, she's saying that it's wrong because she knows that's what people want to hear. The same time she's like, yeah, but we're still the same. And yeah, any she's like, but I do defend it to the death. But yeah, of course I do. I am not that anymore. Yeah. So it's just That's like can, yeah. a lot where you're like, okay, I'm a Christian now. I am not a lesbian. Sure. I did kill two people, but <laughs> at least I don't like vagina. Yeah. You'll, we'll get to it. There's a quote that the Reverend says that I think I kept in here, which is like, oh dear god like he really goes against the lesbianism and i'm like you do realize she murdered two people like that's <laughs> what of course yeah what's important on december 2nd 1988 gloria jean leathers 29 was shot in front of the village police department in oklahoma city oh. leathers mom mother ruby wilson witnessed the killing so what happened was is that uh gloria jean and wanda jean <laughs> were in a uh, argument at a grocery store. Okay. And they had been in an on and off again relationship. And this was like the argument that like broke, this was a straw that broke the camel's back. And Gloria Jean called her mother and uh, said 15 minutes before the shooting and said that the two women were involved in a dispute at a grocery store. And so she told her mom that she's going, she's going to go home to the, their apartment, pack a bag, and then they're going to go to the police department to file a complaint against Wanda Jean because they want like, I guess they wanted like a restraining order or something against Wanda Jean. So, uh, she, so Gloria Jean goes to the apartment, packs the bag, and then her mom comes and picks her up and takes her to the police department and shortly after filing the complaint, uh, Wanda Jean get followed, had followed them in, in her car and she gets out of the car, walks up to Gloria Jean and shoots her in the stomach. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, two police officers and a dispatcher heard the shot fire, but no police department employee witnessed the shooting. The police recovered a 38 caliber handgun they believed was used in the shooting, shooting near the woman's home. Gloria died from the injury on December 5th, 1988. So she, they didn't know, Wanda Jean didn't know that she had died. She just shot her and then ran away. And so when she gets brought in for uh, questioning, um, that's when they tell her that she died. And that's actually the start of the documentary is them telling her that, she, that uh, Gloria Jean had died. And you can oh, tell because they have footage she, yeah. of it? Yeah, they have footage. It's like, it's kind of grainy, but you, yeah. you could tell that she's really upset because again, she doesn't understand the severity of her actions. You know, I think she was just like, you're going to leave me? Well, I'm going to leave, you know, I'm going to hurt you sort of thing. So. Okay. Yeah. There's other ways to do it, but sure. Shooting yeah. in the stomach is one, yes. So, um, and what's really sad is that an officer, they called the police and an, when, at, after the grocery store and an officer went to the house, I forgot to mention this, went to the house and went to their apartment and sat and stood there while 
Gloria Jean got stuff out of the house. So it was like, well, why didn't police like escort them to the, if they were so afraid. <laughs> that's what they- I was confused about. Like this happened in front of a police station. Like yes. if that that's sad. She was like, I know I'm in danger, but I'll walk out of here and just go about my business. But yeah, it's just like, you think that you're going to get to safety and it's like right before, you know, then everything goes wrong. Sad. <sighs> so. All right. So, uh, so this, she was arrested. She was arrested, uh, four days later and she was charged with first degree murder and they would seek the death penalty. Uh, prosecutors introduced a card at trial. Alan had given, uh, Wanda Jean had given Gloria Jean. The card had a gorilla on it. The printed message said, patience, my ass, I am going to kill something. Wait, who gave that? Uh, Wanda Jean had given this to Gloria Jean. Okay. It was a a gorilla on the card, and then you open it up, and it said, patience, my ass. I'm going to kill something. And then that's what the printed message said, by the way. So somebody made that card. (laughs) And I don't, yeah, I have questions for Hallmark, but. Yeah. And, and, And she bought that, and she wrote in it, try and leave me, and you will understand this card more. Dig for real. No joke. Wow. Yeah. Well, so she did, she did, to be fair, warn Gloria Jean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, as, and as we know, legally, that is, that is a defense. I did warn her that if she, um, oh, sure. Do you know, here's a super, super quick segue. I was just home in Pittsburgh. My dad picked me up from the airport, and there's like this new toll road, uh, that no one uses, and you can fly down it. So he was like speeding away. And there were five giant turkeys crossing the street. And he, I'd say, went from going 90 to 85, didn't care, like gave a honk and just plowed through. And we hit the turkeys, killed them, one. And and he said, well, I honked, truly thinking, like, I don't understand. Why didn't they just get out of the way? It was like, that's just not really how life works. So anyways, my dad and Wanda are practically twins is what I'm I saying. I know. I, well, and also now I'm starting to think that your dad's done that before. <laughs> Just killed a bunch of turkeys. That's a great point. Um, Have you checked your father's basement lately? Just to make sure that there isn't like a woman just trapped there? No, but I should go back. <laughs> yeah, I should have checked the basement. Well, whatever. You know, if it, I know, I know these are woman centric um pods but please do consider focusing on him if that turns out to be the case i will we'll do a special if thank your you, dad we'll you. bring you on and if your dad turns out to be a serial killer we'll bring you on and then we'll do like a special it's literally all i can ask thank you yeah uh my dad similarly when he was in college just to piggyback off your story he um he hit a deer for the same almost the same reason and but then and then when we were kids, What's the reason? would t- it was that like he turned on his high beams and the deer didn't get out of the way and he just thought, well, I'm just going to keep going. It's and, it's a wild thought. And, and, and the deer stuck, like literally stood in place because, um, you know, deer will freeze sometimes when they see high beams, and so stood in place. And my dad kept going. 
You know that scene in Austin Powers? I think it's like the second one where uh, Michael McDonald's just like staring at the Rolly thing and it's just like, ah! Yes, and it's yes, like, yes. That was this deer and my dad just kept going and <laughs> never once thought to stop or anything. And I distinctly remember my dad telling us this as like a cautionary tale. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was Thanks like, for the caution. Yeah, like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I was like, oh my god, it was so weird. It's okay. Uh, maybe our dads at least have stuff in common, which that would make sense. Yeah, it would explain why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> why we're right here, right now, talking yes. about Wanda Jean. Exactly. Uh, so Alan testified that she actually feared Gloria Jean because she had boasted to her about her killing. The defense sought to corroborate this claim with testimony from Gloria Jean's mother, whom Gloria Jean had told about the stabbing. However, the prosecution objected and the court prohibited the introduction of such testimony because it was considered hearsay. Gloria, uh, Wanda Jean also had like pretty shitty counsel to the point where even the attorney like later testified in her uh uh trial to get her to get clemency and basically said, like, yeah, I would I did a terrible job. And oh, wow. <laughs> Robert hire me. Yeah. Robert Carpenter was paid only $800 to represent her. It uh, typically takes about 500 to 1,000 hours to prepare for a capital murder trial. For her attorney to properly represent her, he would have been working for between 80 cents to $1.60 an hour. Carpenter had agreed to represent Allen before the prosecution announced they would seek the death penalty. Having never represented a client in a capital case, Carpenter asked to be removed from the case and have competent counsel appointed. The prosecutors argued that he should not be allowed to withdraw, and the court agreed. Carpenter never had any psychological tests performed on Allen, so the evidence of her mental disability was never brought up at trial. I can't believe she's going from four years for a murder to the death penalty, like... What's yeah. the what's the difference there? And what's crazy is that that they they depict at they depict Wanda Jean as like they use both murders, which I feel like you should argue you can't use the second murder. Yeah, but they that's... use they use both murders to claim they use evidence. So remember in in the beginning when I said that she had said that she uh, shot at. Uh, she shot at uh, Deidre Pettis's boyfriend in self-defense yeah. and then accidentally shot Deidre Pettis, right? right? Well, the the evidence that wasn't even acknowledged was then used in this trial to prove that she was a liar. What? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> you are re, you are re-arguing the case. So, yeah, it was crazy. They That's basically, weird. I know. They basically just picked painted her as a liar and a remorseless liar who just, you know, was angry and did you know, anything she wanted to be to anybody who she deemed treated her wrongly. Um, so the jury found her guilty of first degree murder and sentenced her to death. And I'm just going to say this. I, I don't know if it's true, but I have a feeling that there were maybe, I would say less than one black person on that jury. <laughs> like, uh, I, that seems fair. Yeah. I I don't I can't imagine that there was anybody of color on that jury. Maybe there was, but I I just it's just hard to to believe. 
during the punishment phase, the prosecutors argued that Allen should be sentenced to death because she had been previously convicted of a felony involving the use or threat of violence, that she was a continuing threat to society, and she committed the murder to avoid arrest or prosecution. So the jury found the first two aggravating circumstances existed in Wanda Jean's case. Wanda Jean's defense presented numerous mitigating circumstances, including good relationship with her family, good work habit, and her fear of the victim. In the sentencing phase of prosecution, presented testimony on the circumstances of the death of Deidre Pettis and compared this previous crime to the death of Gloria Leathers. In a 1991 affidavit, the defense lawyer stated that after the trial, he learned that when Wanda Jean was 15 years old, her IQ was measured at 69, placing her just within the upper limit of the classification of mental retardation. Now, I don't like saying that word, but that is the uh, medical term, so I won't be saying that word again. But that's that was Wanda? Yeah. And this is what the, the carpenter found out after the trial after the trial (laughs) so wow great job guys i know uh so he yeah so anyway so he just basically bungled her defense so they tried to get her uh for 12 years they tried to get clemency for her her first appeal requesting uh was denied on february 15th 1994 uh second or um and then another one was or sorry an opinion affirming denial of post-conviction relief was issued on december 27 1995 and another appeal to the united states court of appeals for the 10th circuit was denied on january 11th 2000 so then they have this big clemency hearing and uh this was like i want to say like a couple of days before her murder and at the hearing reverend robin myers who beca- who had become close with wanda jean in prison minister of the mayflower congregational church in oklahoma city begged the board to spare Allen's life he asked the board what would jesus do because he basically they basically argued that you are killing somebody who has an iq of 69 <laughs> um but Jokes aside, that's an issue. Everybody laughed. They allowed like 10 minutes for laughter. Um, (laughs) Pause for laughs. Pause for laughs. Everybody like Wanda Jean high-fived people for some reason. (laughs) Not for some reason. I don't play. Yeah. Um, So that's what they, and then what was crazy was a board member named Curry Ballard, uh, scolded reverend myers for suggesting the board would willingly seek to execute a mentally disabled person but then immediately voted to execute wanda jean <laughs> oh i laugh because i pretend it's not real yeah like I they mean, were just having a story of of random you know no it's just the juxtaposition of how dare you sir we would never yes actively you know now i'm going to actively vote to execute a mentally disabled person it's a lot these people were not good that's my guess but okay yeah so um however so oh sorry alan also spoke at the hearing and asked the gloria jean's family for forgiveness 
She also begged the board to please let me live. At least 13 or 14 vigils were held at various locations around the state. There was a large turnout for the vigil outside the gates of Oklahoma State Penitentiary. And Jesse Jackson was also involved. And at, to his credit, I mean, he like really went for it. I think he was like arrested for trespassing because he tried oh, to wow. like get into the board or something like that. Thanks, but, Jesse. Uh, yeah. But um, she also she was also a born again Christian. And then this is where I stopped liking Myers, Robin Myers, because so Reverend Robin Myers became her spiritual advisor while she was in the penitentiary and convinced her to renounce lesbianism. So he was quoted as saying that I always su suspected that Wanda's renunciation of lesbianism had more to do with helping to revamp herself in the most palatable way for her clemency and appeals process. She knew perfectly well that her being a lesbian was a big strike against her and that it's embarrassment in the black community. She was going to play the best hand that she could play at the very end. Wait, he was saying that she was lying. He thought she was lying about lesbianism to make herself look better. I mean, yeah. lying about not being one anymore. Yeah, but he convinces, so he convinces her to renounce it. She renounces right. it and then later says that he thinks that she actually wasn't and then says that, but says she was so that way she could sort of save face because she knew that it would get her points with, you know, because, you know, being gay in the black community is looked down upon and being gay in any community is looked down upon. Um, especially in a, a very religious one. So she, yes. he was, so, I mean, but it's like, I think it's kind of shitty that he threw her under the bus like that. I mean, look, I don't want her to have renounced lesbianism, but if you, it's like, if you push somebody to do something and then they do it and then later you go, well, they didn't, I don't think they really believed it. Yeah. Come on, like, Reverend. Fuck you, dude. This makes me feel like I can't trust religious leaders. I, I know it's, I, I don't like to say this. I but hope it's not true. You know, I'm usually one who's very supportive of religion and not at all feels like I like that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this just goes to show that religious leaders are just full of shit and don't know what they're talking about. I think in this one instance, I'm going to say. Just, in this one, yeah, I do yeah. want to make that clear. Not Obviously not all of them, but, the, but definitely this reverend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was this one time where I forgot what case it was, but. Marie and I were just joking about like how racist we thought the town would be. And we were like, you, we, for sure the people will understand that we're just being sarcastic. Right. And we we're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got so many comments like, well, I guess cause I live in this town, I'm a racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, okay. So nobody, nobody. Like, got but it. also are you, I mean, yeah. you seem very upset right now. <laughs> if you're, yeah. If you're very upset, I mean, I'd be upset but... about the murder. But, you know, whatever, however you weigh the wind. their goes. own. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, Allen, 41, was executed by lethal injection by the state of Oklahoma on Thursday, January 11, 2001, at Oklahoma State Penitentiary in McAllister. 24 relatives of murder victim Gloria Jean Leathers and manslaughter victim Deidre Pettis traveled to McAllister for the execution. Many of them watched from behind a tinted window. While lying on the execution gurney, Alan said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. She also stuck out her tongue and smiled at her appeal lawyer, Steve Presson, who had become her friend. He says she was, quote, dancing on the mattress while they tried to kill her. She was pronounced dead at 9.21 p.m. 
Jeez, like right up to the end being like, okay, this is definitely not a person with their full mental yeah. capacities. Also, I just feel like dancing on the mattress, I think she was just being electrocuted. Like, <laughs> oh my God, sad. Like, I think like, you might be right. Like, well, I mean, she's really moving around there. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's like this guy is just like, oh, look at her. She's just has a zest for life. It's like life is literally being sucked out of her. Like Zapped maybe, her. yeah, maybe give her some peace, you know? So Not these people. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately two people were murdered. Um, and I feel like a third person was murdered. I don't think that Wanda Jean should have been um killed for this i mean look she did murder two people i think she should have gone to a mental facility or something but uh, well, yes she can't be walking the streets free if she's just gonna kill but yeah. but i but first of all that should have been figured out the first time around exactly exactly would be my thing and then maybe there'd be less murder and she would be in a place that could yeah. actually take care of her could take care of her and she could be happy you know yeah, so that's the story of Wanda Jean Allen. And, uh, yeah. You know, I'm glad we made jokes throughout because it's otherwise kind of depressing. It is, yeah. That's why we try and keep it light. We try and keep it, you know. Makes sense. Yeah, so that way it's not just like a very, um, you know, dark tale of just a poor, mentally mentally disabled black woman getting murdered by the government. So. we don't want that no <laughs> we, when you break it down it gets more and more depressing <laughs> you really do so let's not do that i just want to yeah. say anyone who's listening with the middle name gene or hyphenated first name slash gene um a sorry for the jokes yes and b please watch your back because it doesn't sound like it's gonna go well unless you're the yeah. gloria gene coffee um little franchise from yeah. my mall in which case things are probably going super well for you yeah you're doing great yeah. well thank you for listening to this podcast and if you'd like to advertise you know we'd love to have advertising. oh my god yes yes yeah. yes yeah yeah yeah. this one was free but next time i mention it no 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 we're, we're charging <laughs> yeah we're gonna just send a bill yeah uh maria and i have also just st- just started doing uh anti-advertisements where it's companies we just don't want you to go to <laughs> Because we That's hate great. Yeah. It's like we're not getting paid, so we might as well tell you the opposite. Yeah. So my new anti-advertisement is Spectrum. Don't don't deal with Spectrum. Is Spectrum yeah. the new Time Warner? Uh yes. Yeah, we don't no, no, no. We're in a it's 2021 babies, and they're it's not working out for them. And they refuse to be better so that we don't all leave them. Yeah. So you've got to go. They just jacked up my my aunt's bill by a hundred dollars and didn't tell her. And they were like, oh, we assumed that you wanted this new package. And she was like, I never told you I wanted a new package. And for a hundred dollars? A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. And she and she only she really only wants the Bravo channel and like a couple other channels. Um, and just whatever channels you think a six year old uh woman from Orange County, you know, she doesn't want like a sports package. She doesn't yes. want like yeah. So well, can you tell her from me? As someone who only wanted Bravo, I finally, finally cut the cord and went to YouTube TV and it, it's working out well. Really? Yeah. Just a I little. I keep telling her. Yeah. I feel I like. I know I'm going to live with your aunt soon. We discussed before the part started. <laughs> so I'll tell her then if she doesn't do it. But. Yeah. Yeah. You and your husband can. Yes. 
can talk about it. Just the so. three of us. Yeah. That'll be nice. It'll be nice. Hey, It'll there's nice. two two empty rooms. So Oh, good, because we do not want to be in the same room. So that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. One for all three of us. Yeah. And she's got a scrapbooking room. So you can scrapbook. Scrap Why'd you leave? Crap. Sounds amazing. Scraps <laughs> like crap, indeed. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thank you, Adam, so much for doing this. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank uh, you. This was a joy. It was and great. If thank you, guys you for like, having me. Oh, no problem. If you guys like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. We have different Patreon levels. You can do $2, $5, $10. You get bonuses for uh, certain levels. and uh, But just anything helps. We really appreciate it. And have a great day, night, weekend, whatever. All of them. <laughs> <laughs>